time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for a show that's an example of how winning is not done. It's the original Janksters podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yeah. It's Saturday. Saturday. Totally different day. <laughs> throwing it out, throwing up our schedule and doing something a little different today. So this is going to be a wild, wild episode. Ah, Saturday. Wild there are no rules. <laughs> Still as early in the morning for you. <laughs> but Oh, man, I was up at 7. I was up at 7. Damn. I don't know why, because I didn't go to sleep until 1. But then I woke up, I was like, oh, I wonder where the snow's at now. And lo and behold, <laughs> there was even more of it. <laughs> Has it officially, like, stopped now? Is this all you're going to get is the 7 inches you got already? Uh, it, stopped, it stopped snowing, but they said that uh, the winter warning is still happening, or it's still in effect until 6 p.m. tonight. And they're still expecting in some areas another five to eight inches. And some places Damn. already have a foot of snow, which is crazy. Again, Washington's not equipped for this. But, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. Just got to start busting in some of those Canadians. You know they know what they're doing. They're the ones who <laughs> gave us this disease. <laughs> As they do with everything. Yeah. That's where AIDS came from. That is where AIDS came from. Speaking of Canada, <laughs> I, you know how I think Speaking it was last week or two weeks ago or whenever we had a podcast last, I was talking about Millennium Blades. Mm-hmm. So in Millennium Blades, they have uh, locations that you can kind of play the game at, and they're just cards that kind of change the, uh, change the, I don't know, the, 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 the play a little bit, maybe tweaks a couple rules or whatnot. But there's one, one location that tweaks it a little bit, and that location's called Canada. <laughs> yes. You could, just, you could just play in the entire country of Canada. <laughs> and how does that tweak it? I don't know. Everyone they have to play super polite? They haven't released any. That would be great. You have to say <laughs> thank you after every time you play a card. Yeah. Um, and if you, if you screw somebody over, you have to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or just ask them what all that's about. <laughs> But yeah, basically, it's uh, pretty funny. Uh, the uh, the Kickstarter is live now. Oh, man. Oh, man. I got in there, and I missed. I didn't get my card. I mean, I, I didn't know if I wanted to pay uh. $250, but I mean, those <laughs> were bought up immediately, all of them, including the ones that were 750 bucks for the gold ones, because there was 250 500 and then 750 I'm not going to pay $750 to put no. my face on a card. But yeah, those are those are gone. All of them are gone. How many of those were there? Six in each, and there was six. Oh, is it six or three? Maybe it was three. No, it was six. Six where you can create your own packs. Holy crap! Those were fifteen hundred dollars each, and those went up right oh. away. Jesus, fifteen hundred bucks. That's insane. Someone's got a lot of money out there. I know. And a lot of ego. <laughs> Probably Donald Trump. <laughs> he bought all six of them. Yep. I want a card to beat China. <laughs> These packs are going to be huge. <laughs> got to build a great wall. <laughs> That'd be great. I hope one of his cards is the farmer of racism, because then I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'll pay two hundred and fifty dollars for that pack. <laughs> I am super excited for this new set to come out, the, or this new expansion. Apparently, according to them, it is their last b- 
big expansion. They're saying that there might be some smaller ones like they've done in the past where they're like five to eight bucks a a pop, a pop. <laughs> but they've only made a total of eight of them. So it's not like they're just coming out all the time where you're just buying them. Um, yeah, they say that that's for now, though. Once that's their only thing, then it'll be like, we're doing one every week. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think they will. $8 a week. Um, you owe us. Their big thing is they want this to be the last expansion for the game because they love Millennium Blades uh, so much that they have an idea for a new game set in that universe. I don't know if I'm all aboard about that because the reason I like Millennium Blades is the whole CCG aspect. I'm hoping they do not go down that route where they're just like, we're going to make a bunch of trading cards. Well, I think you just <laughs> you just ruined it. The idea was to give you the feeling, not the actual the actuality. <laughs> I don't want to actually have to go through that again. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. Um but yeah, I'm emotionally prepared for this. This this is the big last one. I'm really excited for it, though. They've already released some really cool news. I watched the hour long live feed yesterday. I got to ask some questions. So if you're oh. if you're interested in there, you'll hear probably C and D games. You know, ask a couple of questions. <laughs> <laughs> how many guys? How many times a day do you guys beat off? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, well. Um, <laughs> Four. When we did the first expansion, it was more like six, but this one was only three. We were very busy. But after all the money <laughs> we're acquiring so far, now we just keep having ghost chisms. <laughs> they've already uh, they've already funded uh, it. Uh, they put it on Kickstarter yesterday. I think it was at about one o'clock. They funded it within two hours. They've already made probably at this point close to one hundred eighty thousand, if not more. I know. I think. Three hours ago, I checked that it was 175, so I wouldn't be surprised if they've made it over 180. Damn. Yeah, stretch goals are starting to unlock. There's some really cool stuff. You can finally be Exodia now. There will be (laughs) – you can just be straight up Exodia in the game as a character, which is cool. Um, That's awesome. But, yeah, there's just so much really cool stuff that they've got planned that's already announced, and there's still more stuff rolling out, so – I'm excited for Millennium Blades. Scenarius. Mm. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But that's enough of that. Let's get into this. Only you could, they should start a Kickstarter to get rid of all the snow. <laughs> no, they can keep it because then I don't have to go to work. I'm hoping it stays there. It's supposed to snow all next week, too. I don't think it's as bad as this. It probably won't be. Uh, but, man, I hope it does. Oh, the snow started back up again. But, oh shit! Well, yeah, here it comes. You might be, in, you might be stuck there all winter. <laughs> Good, perfect. <laughs> right up the old yin yang. Have to just bring you food on like dog sleds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll accept. Domino's do deliver in this. Find a way now. Use a drone. I don't uh, care now. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. <laughs> all right. With that <laughs> lovely bit of audio, <laughs> let's get into our uh, our main subject of today's show. We are talking about the, in a way, the last of the Rocky movies. It is, you know, technically the last Rocky movie, uh, at least in that franchise per se. Um, it's Rocky Balboa came out in 2006. Um, kind of their attempt to make good and apologize to people for the for the abortion, that was Rocky Five. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was not happy with how that went down. Um, neither was anyone in America, really. 
or any, through, anywhere throughout the world. I think everyone pretty much universally hates Rocky Five. Um, he admits that he probably wasn't as involved in that one as he should have been. Um, and so he kind of wanted to come back and do one more movie to kind of finish off the franchise on a better note um, and give people an ending that they would like a lot better, <laughs> which I'm glad he did. Because uh, this movie is not perfect, but it's definitely much, much better than Rocky Five. <laughs> You're giving me a look like you're not in agreement on that, but <laughs> I don't know how you could not be. <laughs> we'll get to my thoughts in a second. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, go ahead. What did you uh, what did you think of this movie? This movie was utter trash. I hated what? it. This movie was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> so bad. You saw this movie before. I know, and I, apparently <laughs> I forgot how terrible. You know what really what really got me was the fact that uh, like now I've seen them all, and they've tried to throw so much in from the previous movies to throw into this package, Yeah, and it was like a what the fuck. Um, oh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he almost tried to rape little Marie uh, like he did with Adrian, which is just insanity because Adrian – can't be replaced um then, i don't even know what you're talking about like they didn't even like touch each other except for the kissed. one part where she yeah she gave him a kiss yep none of that was him he was not touching her whatsoever it was awkward so for me you really can't blame him on that one yeah it was awkward it's very strange um i did not like that relationship at all um here's the weird thing though I don't think they ever did get together after this, though, because when Creed comes around, she's nowhere to be seen. They don't even mention her, <laughs> which is so. Weird. So, yeah, apparently this was all you kind of feel like this movie made it feel like that was going to be, you know, the next chapter of his life was getting together with little Marie and the two of them were going to, you know, eventually get together. But apparently which not. is wrong on every level. I think he's 20 <laughs> years older than he she is, if not more. No, she was I would little say Marie in the first one. She, she was, was probably, probably 11, 12 or 13. OK, and he was in his he was probably 22. So no he's maybe way. like 10 years older. There's no way he was 22 in that movie. Probably. I mean, early 20s, I would say. Uh, <laughs> either way, uh, he looks like an old <laughs> fart in this movie. And she looks like she's maybe in her early 20s, maybe late 30s <laughs> or late, no, late 20s. She's definitely in her 40s. Oh, God. <laughs> no way. It was awkward. Yeah. The whole thing made me feel disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's look this up. Please, I'm let's. Gonna look up how look up old little she Marie. Was. <laughs> well, little tiny Marie. Let's figure her age out. Tiny. Little, little tiny Marie. Midget. By the way, while I look this up, um, apparently this obviously was not the actor that played little Marie in the original. Right. But the actor that played Little Marie in the original did come back for Rocky Five, but oh. she was only in one scene and it got cut. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So, and apparently in that scene, she was like homeless. Oh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, she's basically didn't... homeless in this one too. So, <laughs> nothing, nothing's changed except for she's got no, a black boy. She has a home. <laughs> It's just not very nice, and it's right next to a building that's, that's about to fall. That's what all homeless people say too. They got tents. That those are homes. 
That's why in <laughs> Seattle, it's it's bad to say homeless people. You got to say houseless. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's dumb. I know. I hate the stupid city so much. <laughs> <laughs> that don't make any dang sense. Um, where is she? Geraldine Hughes. Born in 1970. So in 2006, she would have been 36. Okay. I guess I was overestimating a little bit. And how old is Sylvester (laughs) Stallone? So you said it's what what time did that come out? Because you said he was 22. Was that 77? uh, 76 was the first one. So he was 22, you're Um, saying, which means he was born in the 50s. Let's see. 1946. <laughs> a little jump there. A little, little bit of a jump. Maybe about, what was that, 30 years? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little creepy. It's a little worse than what I thought. <laughs> All right. So Little Marie still is Little Marie in this movie. It made me feel gross, the whole relationship with those two. It was still Rocky being charming-ish, but it just yeah. – on. I mean, if you wanted to be like Amori and say that numbers or age is just a number, that's fine, I suppose. But I don't really see it that way. That can't be for me. I can't. Do I mean, that. by the time they're both grown adults, who cares? <laughs> me. So then um, she's in her 30s. She can make her own choices. She wants to date an old guy. That's up to her. All right. Well, Hugh Hefner <laughs> was trying to pick up little Marie and basically um, – <laughs> Uh, in this movie, oh, what else? What are my big major? But he never—he doesn't even really. I mean, he's got something like they're friends, but nothing really ever happens there, other than her kissing him. But he's clearly not thinking about that mm, for the most part. That's true. I mean, true-ish, it seems like he could go into that, but it's not. He's definitely not pushing for that at this point in this movie. All right. Well, with that he's all being aside, still into Adrian. I, I personally did not think I did not like that whole thing. I don't. I, I was happy okay. to see her coming back. That's cool. I liked that. I did yeah. not like the relationship between the two. It would have been cooler if he was. It didn't feel that. It, it would have been cooler if it didn't feel that way to me. But that's that's just my opinion. Um, okay. So then uh, the other things I hated about this movie, the uh, opponents that Rocky faces, this Mason Dixon line, <laughs> the worst, yeah. it's so forgettable. This guy is by far the most forgettable character out of, I think, the franchise. I'll always remember Tommy Gunn. This guy I'll probably forget by the end of this weekend. <laughs> I'll always, always, always remember everybody else in the other five. This guy, forget about it. This movie probably should never even happened. <laughs> it was uh. one of the most... Forgettable movies I think I've seen. It was cool on some of the callbacks, but it felt forced. This movie felt forced. I, I kind of like I've never seen any of the Creed movies. I don't know what to expect from them. I understand <laughs> some of the plot, but it should have just went straight into that. There was no reason for Rocky to get back in that ring. Like it didn't. Oh, I, it did, yeah. That fight felt just so weird. Even the montage felt weird. It didn't seem like anything clicked in this movie that should have even happened. Like, I wish they just went right into Creed because I in, in the fifth one, the cool thing was it's like he was already out of his prime at that point in the fifth one. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I liked was him training somebody else. I liked that. Now, I don't like the movie, but that aspect and that idea was really cool, and I wish they grew on that just a little bit more, but that, that, that wasn't a deal breaker. This movie, him just jumping back in the ring? What the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 
No sense at all. Now you're like a bajillion years older. You look older. You look like you're well, not out of shape. He definitely still looks like he's in shape. Yeah, he's still Even good for shape. an old man, he's he's still got some muscle. But the the fight seemed pointless. It seemed blah. <laughs> this movie should not have been made. I'm glad that his son was in Aww. there, and I'm glad that it, that Peter guy from Heroes was in there. He kind of even has like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's lip, even yep. though he's got that and everything. So. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone even made like made a comment on that. I was listening like the commentary and the special features on there, and he's like, "Yeah, he's even got his mouth even slants in the exact same way that mine does." I'm like, "Yeah, it's pretty good." It is good. <laughs> it is good. Um, so, which I mean, by the way, we should mention um, that the uh, um, they had Milo Ventimiglia play his son this time instead of his real son coming back, Sage Stallone, um, which apparently. I kind of looked into this story a little bit more as to like why he didn't have his son play the play the character again. And apparently like they their relationship was kind of rocky, <laughs> no pun intended, but mm. they uh yeah, <laughs> like a lot of that stuff from the fir- from Rocky 5, like apparently where like he's yelling at Rocky that he's never around for them and that kind of thing like apparently a lot of that really hit home and <laughs> like Sage wasn't really acting that much. <laughs> Oh, like he kind of felt that, you know, in real life, his dad wasn't around a lot because he was always acting and stuff like that. Um, and apparently like Rock or uh, Sloan was always riding him when he was a kid because he was too skinny. And then like as he became an adult, he just kind of turned into a fat guy. <laughs> and Sloan really didn't like that because he's always, you know, Mr. Hitting the gym all the time. So they apparently did not, you know, get along very well. And so Stallone didn't want to have Sage come back for this movie. And that apparently drove an even bigger wedge between their relationship. And I'm not sure if they ever really did patch that up before Sage died. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. Yeah, that is pretty sad. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, his son in this movie is still pretty cool. I liked him. He was, uh, he was, his son is such a bitch in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I like the way that he looked. He was awful in this movie. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I did not like He's him in this terrible, movie. He's a terrible, terrible person. Polly in this movie also. Speaking of Polly, I don't know if you've seen that uh, the show on Netflix, uh, Russian Doll. Have you seen that yet? No, I've seen the thing on there, but I've never even it's eight to episodes. Watch it. I don't watch shows, but I watched all that all the way through in one night. Phenomenal show. Uh, Polly's in there though. Really? Yeah. What is that show about? It's like Groundhog Day, the show. Um, but. Oh. Uh, but way, uh, I'm not going to say better because Groundhog Day is amazing, but this movie, I mean, the ending, actually everything about this movie, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit. That's hard to do, <laughs> but this, is. this show is really, really good. Like, hmm. like, you're like, okay, what's going on? You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I've seen this people. Oh, oh, what is it? Okay. This is interesting twist. And then the ending happens. You're <laughs> like, oh, whoa, it's good. It's a really good, it's a good show. It's only eight episodes. Um, I don't know why they're going to try Is it something to they can do another season of, or is this pretty much going to be it? They've already confirmed that there's going to be other seasons. I don't know if it'll have the same characters. If it does right into the toilet for me, no reason, yeah. absolutely no reason to have the same characters. If it's different characters, even still, it's it's like it's a perfect present as it is. It's a great it's a great show as it is. Uh, but Polly's in there; he's really cool. I was like, oh shit, that's Polly! I would never <laughs> even known that who that was if I didn't watch this uh, ridiculous series of movies. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome! I, I would do. I would like to see him do some more things. He was in Back yeah. to School with Rodney Dangerfield back in the day, but oh, it's been a while since then. <laughs> yeah, he's cool in this. He right. I mean, he's basically Polly in this uh, in the show. <laughs> Okay, I'm down with that. So if you're cool yeah, with they, that. Uh, 
He's not in there a bunch, but he is in there a bit, a little bit. They apparently, there's a lot more. I was watching some of the deleted scenes on the uh, DVD. A lot of these movies, they didn't have like special features, but this one did. And there's like whole segments of the Polly storyline that were cut out. Hmm. And apparently like a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff that hit the floor there. Like I really did like in the movie how Polly, like now that Adrian's gone, like he is just kind of, he can't even like mourn the way that Rocky does because all he can focus on is what an asshole he was to her, like her entire life. And it's, it's very sad. And it's kind of, it's interesting that they don't let him off the hook at all. They don't really just like, Oh yeah, it's all right. And like, Nope, he's kind of paying for it now that he was just a complete asshole. And now he's just kind of haunted by that for the rest of his life. You know, the fact that he could have been a better brother, but just was a fucking asshole instead. Yeah, I do find that interesting, too, because they don't conclude that. There's nothing like a type bow. Uh, there's nothing that says, like, no. Rocky doesn't even say, no, no, no. She was, I mean, Rocky does mention that she, she loved him, but, uh, you know, Polly does. She's like, oh, I was a piece of shit, basically. And yeah. they don't wrap that up. It's just like you were saying, they, he just lives with it. Now he's stuck yeah. with this horrible burden. Um, in one of the uh, deleted scenes, he starts talking, but he's like, where he gets, after he gets fired, he's having this whole breakdown in, like, the alley where he's like, like asking like why didn't i die instead of her and stuff like that and it's it's heartbreaking and i wish they would have left that stuff in the movie and uh there's a whole thing where i guess um i'm not sure if they started out living together but it's uh or if he moved in but it's at some point early on rocky and paulie are living together uh just because rocky doesn't like being alone basically so paulie's kind of living there and then there's a part where rocky comes home and uh this woman uh, this like older, you know, blonde woman is kind of picking up Polly's stuff, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, Polly's, you know, gonna come live with me." Uh, he, he said he told you. And Rocky's just like, "Oh no, he didn't tell me." <laughs> so he's, he's Polly's moving out to go live with his girlfriend, and then later after the whole alley thing, there's this part where he basically says he's gonna come back and you know move back in with Rocky. Uh, he's like, "My girlfriend snores." <laughs> All right. <laughs> And he just wanted to be with Rocky again. And he's just like, you know, I feel bad. Like, you know, you're always been a good friend to me, but I treat you like shit. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. So he's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to come back, you know, live with you if that's okay. So that was kind of cool, but I, I wish they would have left that stuff in the movie. Um, instead we get that scene where it's a little bit, it is kind of interesting the way the scene plays out in the movie where like Polly shows up just, you know, getting drunk after he gets fired and then it just immediately cuts to the alley where they're he's just like being nice again and just kind of like oh i know you're gonna beat him rock because you got the stuff in the basement <laughs> and it's kind of interesting I, I like that because it shows how volatile paulie is where it's just like one second he's being an asshole one second he's like turned on a dime and like you know now he's being all nice and shit which is very in keeping with paulie's character yeah i don't know <laughs> now, Polly going back movie. to one of the things I'm still you not said, a huge fan of Polly, but uh, I like Polly. He's he's definitely growing on me. But I do agree that Mason Dixon um, is not a great character. <laughs> uh, they definitely wanted to go back to the whole Apollo Creed angle of him not being a true villain, um, but instead he's just kind of, you know. He didn't have the charisma of Apollo Creed and said he was just kind of very forgettable. I do agree with you on that. This, again, like like with Tommy Gunn, he was not a real actor. He was actually, I think, the heavyweight champion uh, at the time in real life. Uh, this Antonio Tarver, who played Mason Dixon. Um, and he's not a terrible actor by any means. He's just unmemorable in every way. Like, if you put, like, five guys in a line and said, which of these guys is Mason Dixon? I probably couldn't have picked him out. 
Because Kevin's racist, <laughs> and he thinks all black people look alike. No, if you give me Mr. T, I'll be like, oh, that's Mr. T. <laughs> that's because he's a Native American. You're being racist again. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely not very, uh, you know, he's not going to stick with you. And the line is just such a stupid nickname. Like, obviously, I get it because it's Mason Dixon, but the line is not very scary. Nope. Like, at least Tommy, the machine gun, the machine gun sounds cool. Even the machine sounds cool. Like, that's intimidating. You don't want to fight a machine. The line. But yeah, oh no, the line's going to get me. <laughs> Look out for the line segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty gonna They're going to give people like geometrical nicknames. At least go like Triangle Man. <laughs> Mason Dixon, the rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> no two sides of him will ever be the same. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not intimidated by this at all. Yeah. No, he's completely <laughs> forgettable. Uh, in this movie, Adrian's dead, uh, but Rocky somehow has enough money out of some... I don't know how we got the money, but... She died of woman cancer, by the way. Woman cancer. Um, <laughs> but uh, he has a restaurant now named Adrian's where her picture's all over the place. Uh, Spider Rico is in this for some damn reason. Yeah, Spider to, Rico's back. I hated this character as well. Oh, I didn't mind him. It would have been cool if he was just in there once. He's like, oh, yeah, Spider from the first episode. No, he's in there multiple times. He's actually, I think, actually helps him in the end in the match, from what I remember. He was just there. Uh, He just kind of reads, like, reads some Bible verses to him before the match. Kind of like his priest, you know, normally does. (laughs) You know, because he's in all the other movies supporting Rocky throughout the entire franchise. So, (laughs) thankfully, he was in this episode as well. Which is what this movie felt like more of like an episode of a tv show rather than an actual movie yeah i did like that duke came back for this fight yeah That's very good. duke was cool in here duke's yeah. still there they're still friends and he still wants to help out uh <laughs> i really liked duke's whole scene with rocky where he's kind of explaining you know telling him all the things that are wrong with him all of his ailments basically and <laughs> so all these things are out yeah. all your knees are shot so so hard running's out you got calcium deposits on your, you know, your knees and your elbows, so some sparring's out. <laughs> Which is you another reason why this movie shouldn't have existed. Cupcakes are out. <laughs> He's pretty much just labeling all of the things that, all of the reasons why this movie shouldn't have actually ever <laughs> happened. See, I don't mind any of that because when you see them, when you see him fight and he goes the whole the whole thing and he's actually landing punches and shit, it is pretty inspiring and it's pretty great and it, it does feel like Ro- what Rocky would do at this point because his life has gone to shit. <laughs> he really doesn't have much left fucking going on for him anyway. Of course, he's going to want to get back into the ring, which is the only thing he likes doing and what he, you know, the place he feels the most comfortable. He's got to get back in there at least one more time just to kind of fucking work out his demons. So I got no problem with that. It's it's not like this was for the title anyway. It's not like this was completely out of the realm of possibility. It's just him getting back in there one more time, trying to give it another shot. And they apparently filmed it both ways where he actually did win. Um, And one of the special features on there is where you can see the alternate ending where he wins the fight. And as awesome as that was, I really did like that ending. It does make sense that he doesn't win this fight. And he kind of goes out the same way that the first fight ended with a split decision. And he, you know, loses the decision. But he did go. He went the whole fight 
So that's that's good. It's nice symmetrical kind of ending there. And I did enjoy that. And it's just nice to see him getting in there. And the whole I mean, it's the fact that he's so old is kind of inspiring to see this guy get back in there. Like uh, little Marie even says it at one point, like tomorrow you're going to go out there and you're going to prove that the last thing to age on a person is their heart. And it's just like that's that's what this has been all been about is he always does have that heart going for him and that puncher's chance that anyone could get out there and do it. And he's still his head is still as hard as ever. So he's still I like that. He's, you know, getting out there and showing that an old man can still do some stuff. He's not just totally put out to pasture. For his one last hurrah. I like the ending. I'm glad that the guy won. I agree with you. I like that this movie and basically his retirement again uh, has ended. uh, But this time it ends on a note, which makes the most sense for, like you said, it was symmetrical. I'm glad that it was how the franchise started. It's basically how it's ending where he's losing, but it was still... I can't say the word inspire. It wasn't inspiring to me. Uh Like, this fight was... Probably the second worst fight in this entire franchise so far. Easily the second worst. And that's including all the ones where you're just watching like the first and second movie where they're like missing punches. This is just like one of those (laughs) movies. Because I mean Rocky, I mean his age definitely shows in this movie. He's moving slower and he's just – and it's not just like he's acting slower. He's just moving slower. Yeah, Uh, His punches are hitting hard but I I can't tell. Who gives a damn? Because it's just like he always hit hard. Uh, It's not like he was hitting harder. There's no way. He's too damn old to hit harder. So he's fighting this young buck. The, the the guy breaks his hand, somehow is still staying in here. I don't understand how. He's still punching. <laughs> Apparently that is something that happens, you know, more often than not in, in boxing. Well, and that, that's heard, so. completely believable. I'm completely down. I don't know how many people actually win fights that way. What was that, the third or fourth <laughs> round where he broke his wrist or hand? Yeah. Like, there's no way he would have lasted all those rounds with a broken wrist. All, all Rocky had to do was just punch his arm or hand a few more <laughs> times. While he's blocking with that hand, and he would have gone. Punching his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you going to go for the head or anything? No, just the hand. (laughs) But to me, that didn't make sense. One of the announcers uh, said something like, where, like, oh, once it numbs up, he'll be fine. Like, he'll, you know, he'll be fine, but it's going to take a round or two. This is Rocky's time to shine right now, is to really fucking lay into him now before his hand numbs up. So I guess after that, you know, there's a certain point where he can't feel it anymore. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. That's it's just like we're living in the supernatural now. Until his hand numbs up. No, eventually he'll go into shock because <laughs> his hand is hanging on by a thread. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's to me. I will say this definitely. This also is not my favorite fight uh, to watch. They uh, they tried to go extra real with this um, more so than ever before. That was kind of their whole theme with the whole movie, honestly, was a lot of, you know, let's get real boxer in here. Let's get a real fucking fight promoter to play the fight promoter guy. Um, Mike Tyson showed up. Yeah, that was interesting because it kind of made me think, like, what's the timeline of this then? Because Tyson was probably the champion around the same time, you know, late 80s. Yep. When Rocky would have still been like champion or just given up the championship. So maybe like after Tommy Gunn, then Mike Tyson comes in and... <laughs> Maybe Mike Tyson actually beats Tommy Gunn. That's true. I would like to actually know what the timeline is as well because, I, I, you know, actually it doesn't even matter because, I mean, Rocky and Mike Tyson never fought, so that that is what it is. But it yeah. is weird that, <laughs> like, they they pinned the two, like Rocky. 
Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, whatever. <laughs> That's besides the point. But um, but yeah, although this fight, uh, they were like not a single one of the punches in this fight was faked. So that I mean, that's good. But it also I guess it was all instead of being choreographed, they just kind of improvised for the most part, uh, which kind of shows when you watch the fight. Oh, like it's not very God. fluid. It's kind of like it looks like they're just kind of slap fighting at a certain point where they're just kind of rapidly throwing their arms out. Yeah, yeah. There was two or three times when that happened, and I was like, God damn it! This <laughs> this looks so bad. It's just a bunch of kids yeah. just like you know, he's like like cats just kind of like going and pawing at each other. Like it's just so awkward to watch. I was like, Oh God, what is going on? This is yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, so I can't say it's my favorite fight to watch. I mean, it was kind of cool when they did, like, they would cut to black and white, and then just, like, certain things would be in color. Like, I kind of like that, those shots, those were interesting. But, um, for the most part, yeah, it's not exactly my favorite. I mean, it was cool that they had Michael Buffer in there to be the announcer. That was cool. (laughs) That's about the only uh, part of that that really sold me, was as far as the realism goes. By the way, did the uh, promoter, like um, Mason Dixon's promoter, he reminded me a lot of like Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers. Oh, I didn't catch, I didn't get that from him. <laughs> I do love Brian Quinn though, but yeah, and I love Impractical Jokers, which I would have absolutely would have rather have watched than this movie. Ah, <laughs> you can't sad. awe that the the movie's not that good. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's I mean, not a good movie. It, uh, All right, let's it's rank not my them. Favorite, let's but, rank the Rocky uh, movies. We're going to rank oh, them shit. now. It's happening. Oh, no. I'm oh, scared. yes. We're going to rank <laughs> these damn movies, and I'm going to see where this movie falls on your list because it better fall in the same spot as it falls on mine. Because <laughs> I know it will. Okay. Go for it. All right. So, all right. We'll do number six. Or no. We'll do number one first. We'll we'll Because we, I think, for the most part, we're probably synced up with number one, I think. Probably. And I'm going to say that that one, for me, was probably Rocky Three. That's where the franchise started getting interesting for me. And there was more fighting. And it was more of a boxing movie at that point. I liked Mr. <laughs> T. He seemed dangerous. He was a loud talker. He was threatening. And it was the first time you really saw Rocky kind of like you, you saw it saw put fear into his eyes. Mm. Okay. I liked it. Um- I do agree with that. Uh, three is pretty amazing. Uh, obviously, like like three and four the most. But like I said before, uh, I think three is probably the better movie on the whole. Uh, it's got so many great memorable characters and, and just great. It's more of a story than Rocky Four, which is kind of more music video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one also introduced. Uh, oh, what's his face? Uh Creed helping him. Like I said, one, two, and three. One was like, all right, it's Rocky being a little bit better of a fighter. The second one was he's learning to switch it up. You know, he's he's learning to, instead of throw the left arm as his main, he's trying to kind of fool or, you know, kind of throw uh, Apollo off his game by throwing a lot more right-handed punches. So he switches it up, and I like that. It's making him a better fighter. The third yeah. one, he's got Apollo training him, which now introduces speed to his uh, fighting, which is really, really cool. I just like this and gradual. as well. And what? And footwork as well. Yeah, he's right. He's just standing there taking every punch. He's actually trying to duck out of the way and right. drop and weep, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what I kind of meant. Like his actual agility, his actual finesse, I suppose, is probably the yeah. best word. Um, but yeah. Teaching it, him to actually box. Right, um, <laughs> just which just slug. makes him this incredible fighter. Um, 
so yeah, I think third one really caps it off as my favorite. I agree. I can't argue with that. Three All is right. pretty amazing. Well, let's do uh, for my second place winner for the silver. Probably, <laughs> probably four, which is saddens me. I didn't like four that much either. Oh, uh, I love four, four was good though. Again, it was an all right story. I didn't. It's definitely over the top. There's nothing down. Yeah. It's just way over the top. <laughs> this is the movie where it just like it. it 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 reached Mount Everest, and they're like, "Can we go higher?" <laughs> and they did <laughs> by putting Rocky they on top sure of did. a mountain. <laughs> so they ridiculous. just ran right up. <laughs> I love the over the top factor of four. Uh, that makes it so rewatchable for me. Uh, every bit of it is just cheesy fun, and it also gets me in the emotions. So uh, all it's got everything I wanted in a movie. So four is a very, very close second for me. Um, three and four to me are just perfect films. <laughs> definitely not if perfect. I were to name my top hundred movies, they would both be in there for sure. Ooh, we got to do that list eventually. A top 100 movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's all right, we don't have to do blog talk anymore. So it's just we can have seven hours of 100 movies. <laughs> We'll get like a Kickstarter going. <laughs> yeah. Pass your 24 hour marathon. <laughs> um, all right. Number three is going to be a tough one. I'm trying to remember exactly what happened in two. I know that was the one where Apollo <laughs> uh, got poopy. That was the coma one. Oh, this is, yeah, the coma one. That's right. <laughs> this is the one that I like less than the first one. So I'll probably put number one here. Even though I don't like number one, mainly because of the rape scene. And there's zero, <laughs> zero, like, fighting in here, minus the very beginning and the very end. But there's still a little, there's still one more fight <laughs> more than the second one, so. <laughs> it's technically oh, two, because God. you got the Rico, the Spider-Rico fight, and then the Apollo fight, and then basically Adrian fighting for her life is in the first one, so. <laughs> so you got those three fights happening. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, you know what? Number three, I'm probably gonna have to go Rocky two. Oh god! I know no. you're gonna say you're gonna hate on it, but fucking, I love Rocky two. Uh, that movie is great. Uh, I feel like they really hit the comedy even a little bit better than the first one. I know you hate all the scenes where he's like filming commercials and shit like that, but I mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> other than the coma, which does go on a little bit too long, That's... it is a pretty great movie, and at least it does lead to that great scene when she does come out of the coma, where she kind of tells him to go win, and he finally fucking gets off his ass and does it. Yeah, but so she does it's... it better in the third movie. This, I mean, that's cool. I liked that part too, but it just took too damn long to get to that point. <laughs> If she just yeah, said that in the beginning, she probably wouldn't have been in a coma. <laughs> so everything is just her goddamn fault. Yes. That's why she went into a coma. Because <laughs> she wasn't supportive. <laughs> Actually, number two probably would be – it would be better if it just showed women being more supportive of their man. But instead, this is what happens when you don't be supportive. <laughs> you go into a coma. A soap opera happens for your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna still stick with number one as being my uh, my bronze medal winner here because 
I don't know. It introduces Rocky, and you opened my eyes a little bit when you said that Rocky <laughs> is supposed to be stupid. I didn't know mm-hmm. that in the beginning. <laughs> I didn't know that at all until we had our discussion. I mean, what, is it a movie that I'd ever watch again? No, because I really don't like this franchise. As I mean, it's fun, but to me, there's better fighting movies out there that introduce, or at least showcase not so much introduced but like showcase fighting a bit more like what never back down never back down is an amazing fighting movie i don't know if you've ever seen it but that Mm. one there's fighting throughout the entirety of the movie throughout the whole damn movie is it over the top yeah but so is rocky (laughs) three and four Um, i'm guessing it's not as fun it was still fun i liked it um back down who is in that movie uh, a bunch of nobodies uh, the kid who played Quicksilver in the X Men movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't even know who the main character was. I know the the villainish character's been in a few movies. Um, but any anywho, um, but yeah, I mean, I it's hard for me to pinpoint these movies because as a whole, I think out of all six of these movies. I liked the concept. I liked the character Rocky. I liked Adrian later on. I hated her in the beginning. Like I don't understand the relationship <laughs> yeah. at all. But later on, it's like she got a little bit better and she grew on me. Like It seems like these are movies that can maybe grow on you. But at first glance, from somebody who's never seen these movies up until this point, I mean 2019 now, I I can see why people enjoy them. But to me now, they... They just don't work that well. Again, I hmm. like Rocky. They're cool. He's cool. I really do like Rocky. He's a great character, and I like, I like him. He definitely steals the show when he's on, uh, uh, you know, when the camera's on him. But I don't like Polly, and I don't know if it's just because nowadays that's just where my mind's fixed at. I don't know. I have no idea. I understand his character. I understand what he's trying to do. And I think he's doing a great job at it. I just don't like his mm-hmm. character and I I'll stick to it to this day. He reminds me of one of the, uh, the kids from Jurassic world, uh, fallen kingdom. It's just one of those <laughs> okay. characters that are just so damn annoying. And they, he probably, he serves a purpose, but I don't care about it. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> so I don't know. As a whole, I like the franchise, I guess. But okay. individually, I Something. don't like most of the movies. <laughs> well, I guess it's a good thing we did them as an entire franchise. Then. If you said, hey, Pete, we're going to just do movie by movie and we'll just start off with – we'll watch Groundhog Day one day and then we'll watch Star Wars one day, the, you know, the fourth episode, and then we'll watch Rocky 1, I would have bashed the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Absolutely ba- – I mean I did. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good movie <laughs> but as a whole because now i've got the whole background and the entirety of the uh the, all characters i don't mind it as a franchise but it oh. to me each one of them individually i mean three and four are fine but they're over the top and a lot of people don't even <laughs> like them because they're over the top but to me that's like it's at least entertaining i'm getting to see fights i'm getting to see rocky do what rocky's supposed to do fight but like you have to watch all of the movies to even understand Rocky and where he's coming from. When I watched Rocky Balboa six in the theaters back in two thousand six, I I probably watched it not knowing what the hell was going on and just like all right whatever because <laughs> yeah. I don't remember anything from that movie except for like I said it was the the fight of an old guy versus a new guy. That's all. That's all I knew. That's all I remembered. 
That's not <laughs> that can't be a good sign. <laughs> There's nothing out of that movie that I, apparently I remembered from back then <laughs> that that stuck with well, me again, until this point. You didn't know what was going on. No wonder it's not going to stick with you. That it's just also kind of one of those true. Things where it's just like, well. In one ear, out the other, because I didn't know what <laughs> I don't know what I just saw. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, as a franchise, it works, but as an individual basis, it doesn't. And that's, I guess, my point. I can watch the sixth movie, and I have no idea what the fuck happened. I understand what Rocky, who Rocky was. He's a boxer, but I saw one fight in that movie, and it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, these movies tend to not really be about the fight. All in all, they're kind of more about his life and just what's going on and him getting back up and you know persevering and going through it and taking everything life can throw at him and persevering anyway um yeah i can certainly see i'm glad that at least you like the franchise somewhat that's that's better than i expected this to go yeah i mean (laughs) and like i said as a whole it works as a whole it works but you cannot watch you cannot like I mean, as most movies, you can't just start in the middle. I get that. But like I yeah. I wouldn't be able to watch like just one movie now and enjoy it. I mean, besides probably three and four. I kind of agree with you. Th- those are the standout <laughs> movies where you're just like, Yeah, these are fun to watch. Right? Mm-hmm. Four a little less so because it's just too much over the top. But um <laughs> the third one, it's just it's a good I like that movie. That's that was a fun movie. That's where I actually started like, Yeah, yeah, Rocky. And then it's just like one and two were like down here, and then three <laughs> picked it up really high for me, and then four brought it down a little lower, and then the rest of it took a dump on my yeah. chest, and then had to <laughs> had to use that dump from my chest to have have their way with me <laughs> to chili dog me. <laughs> but I don't know it, the movies individually. I don't like except for three, okay, and fourish. No. But as a whole, I think I agree with you. It's a good story overall. The characters are good. I again, I don't personally. I don't like Polly, but he has his place in the franchise. I don't like. I didn't like in the beginning Adrian's and Rocky's relationship. Hated it, but it has its place in the franchise. Everything seems like it has its place. Minus number six. <laughs> that movie can. <laughs> that movie can go away. But all right, let's continue. So you said number two would be your number, uh, your bronze medal winner. Oh uh, so. yeah, my yeah number three. I think. All right, so. Let's move on to number four, which I think is just the reverse of what we just probably said. I, I would say probably <laughs> number two would be my number four, and then what, number one is your number four? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I guess I have to put number one above Rocky Balboa slightly. Um, slightly. I, I honestly, I don't hate Balboa, um, <laughs> but I pity the fool. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I didn't hate this movie at all. So it's not that Bell, Rocky Balboa is going to be my number five then, but not, you know, not by that much. <laughs> I'll say this Rocky Balboa and, or Balboa or whatever. And number five are basically neck and neck to me. Wow. I dislike, I really did not like Balboa at all. I mean, I would say that, five inches it out but just slightly i mean there is a, a far a huge gap in between uh number two and balboa to me like balboa i didn't like two at all i think we i've expressed myself on that yeah uh, i yeah. do i did not like that movie i really did not like balboa 
There was parts of this movie I just stopped paying attention because nothing grabbed my attention. Even the things that they did throwbacks from pretty much the – it was like mostly the first movie they did the throwbacks with Little Marie and Spider Rico. It was like, yeah. okay, yeah, throwbacks to the first movie. They callbacks, go back to like the old uh, ice rink and the, the fish yeah. store, which is closed down now and that kind of stuff. But after those small little parts where they did that because they just shotgun that pretty much right in the beginning of the movie, basically – that was it. Like I lost my, it lost my attention really fast. I hated the the villain. Huh. Uh, God damn, what was that? I hated the villain in this movie. I hated, uh, or not the villain, but the opponent. Um, <laughs> yeah. The idea. I know you're gonna hate when I say this. It's just a stupid idea. I don't like the fact. I mean, the computer generated thing was cool. I like the idea of like, oh, you know, it, it, how would they have pinned up today if they were both in their prime? Yeah, I think Rocky would have fucking knocked him out. Oh, but yeah, why the sure. fuck do we have to watch old man versus young guy? That didn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, nor, there's no way that Rocky would have made it out of that ring. I mean, granted, I know that the, uh, the opponents just been fighting these bums is what they've been saying. But yeah. there's no damn way. No damn way. That Rocky would have done. His heart would have exploded. <laughs> He's not like enfeebled. He's not fucking Mick up there like, I'm a little old man. Like he's fucking, he's still in great shape for being fucking, you know, 55 years old or whatever he is. Uh, he was in his 60s in this movie. He was born in <laughs> 1940, you said. So 60s, yeah. I get the feeling he's 70. supposed to be playing a little bit younger in the movie. Because I don't think they would let a 60-year-old man into <laughs> the ring. No. Although it's most crazy of them that retire. he actually was in the ring fighting this guy in real life. <laughs> yeah. I give him credit for that. No, I, and I give Sylvester legit. Stallone credit. He's, I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's a definitely a, <laughs> a monster of a man. There's no doubt really about is. it. He really is. And he wrote and directed this movie while starring in it and boxing for real. <laughs> Like, apparently he actually got knocked out during the fight at one point. He legitimately was knocked out cold for a little while. I don't know how he looked beefier in this movie than in any of the other movies. I don't understand. Like, he's just just muscle. There's no, but there's no, there's no finesse to him now. He's just straight muscle man. I really liked some of those training sequence parts where he's like doing, he's like basically punching with the weights and shit. Like, I really like that part. I thought that was pretty cool. Montage was lackluster <laughs> to me. I mean, it's his best montage. No, but it was fine. It had the nice old music was back. He was running up the steps. Which it definitely cool. emphasized the shit out of the fucking music throughout <laughs> this whole movie. I was so glad that that score is back after five with all it's just shit. I was so glad to have the classic score back and just everything kind of back in its place and it felt like a Rocky movie again. It did feel like a Rocky movie. It's weird because it felt like a Rocky movie, but it felt out of place to me. It's like I was watching (laughs) – oh, man. How do I – how can I put this? It was really weird to watch this movie because it's – it came out in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a rock. It sounded like a Rocky movie, but it did not feel like a Rocky movie to me. Like it, 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 it gave me like the, I don't know how to really ex- describe it. It gave me somewhat of the feels because there, there was the things, the way that he would dress with the fedora, going back to the old school times. The music also gave me that feeling, but to me, it's just like it just felt so out of place. This movie just felt too weird and forced to me. It gave me the feels. <laughs> It almost was like set, like the way that they shot some things made me feel like I was watching a Rocky movie, but it just didn't. 
I don't know how to describe it, man. It's so it's such a weird, bizarre feeling because it, all in all, it, it, it's like even looking at uh, Sylvester Stallone. I yeah. know that he's playing Rocky, but he just doesn't look like Rocky anymore. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's 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 an old man in a Rocky costume. <laughs> ah. Makes it look a little, makes it feel a little weird. I can definitely I can see that. And it, certainly the way they've shot the fight, especially where it's they made it tried to make it. They were shooting in like HD and it looks very so they tried to make it look like an actual boxing fight on HBO would look, which is very different than what we're used to seeing for these. Yeah. So they kind of switch that up and it kind of throws your your brain off a little bit when you're just like, wait a minute. This is this isn't what I'm used to. Such Especially strange, in a movie. It's just so strange. <laughs> yeah. Strange feeling that i got watching this movie but yeah Plus I, you don't have adrian for the first time ever yeah like she's been in all of these movies as kind of the his anchor and now she's just not there so it's gonna throw things off and make things a little weird yeah i didn't like that um i don't know i i just i really didn't like this movie and it's unfortunate because it's the only rocky movie i <laughs> rocky movie i saw <laughs> before coming to this uh this series but yeah it, this movie was just bad to me from start to finish. I, mean, I can't believe you're putting it neck and neck with five, though. Oh, because I mean, even if this it's one is neck boring, five, five, five is, is a awful. <laughs> like, five is off-putting. awful. Oh, th- to me, they're both bad. They're just both bad movies. Like to me, five does push. It pushes its way to last place, but not by much, man. There's just, oh. uh, I don't know. Well, just look at it as in a place, right? It's not. <laughs> it's fifth place. <laughs> and the fifth one, sixth place. Don't think of it as neck and neck. Just know that they're both shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, I I enjoyed it. It's I, not my favorite, but it's it's a solid movie to me. Don't get me and, wrong, dude. I after watching five, I was very much like I was pissed off that I uh, I just didn't have time last <laughs> weekend because I was looking forward to wa- rewatching Balboa because I was like, oh I man, I can't wait to see this movie. And then it's just like maybe I hyped myself up, but I just watched it. And once the credits happened, which I mean, the credits were kind of cool. I didn't mind that. I love those credits. But it, I just it left me just so disappointed. <laughs> I was oh. just like, oh god, this movie was not good. But I do like the credits. We'll talk about that real quick. Uh, the credits yeah. happened, and basically, it's just people from all over just running up the steps just like they did in, uh just like Rocky did in the first movie. I like that. It's just such a cool thing cuz everybody does that. They don't even have yeah. to be that step those steps. I used to do <laughs> it in true. my house. I would run up my steps and I'm just like, "Yeah, I made it up to the top. Now I got to slide <laughs> down on my butt again." But it was like just yeah. something that everybody does. It's just such an iconic scene in the first movie that I like that the credits just showed a bunch of people running up the steps just like Rocky did. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. It's very. I mean, it's crazy how much in, of an impact these movies have had on people over the years. Like everybody knows this character, whether you've even seen some of the movies or not. You still know the whole running up the steps thing and fucking jumping around and doing the pose and everything. Like everybody is just aware of that. It's kind of like Indiana Jones, where it's just like everybody knows this character, whether yeah. you've seen the movies or not. Like you're just so it's so ingrained into you, and it's so great to see all these different people from like I mean every like race and age and fucking everything just all doing the same thing. And apparently, like they didn't even like like they weren't like hey people go do this. Like they just set up cameras and people did this every day. Like do this at thousands of times a day. So they just yep. had to sit there for a couple of hours basically and they got a bunch of these. 
<laughs> it's like wow, that's it's crazy that the the impact this movie has had on people's lives. I wouldn't say it's an impact on people's lives, but it is. It is crazy that like everybody does this. I can't. Well, maybe it is an impact. Is that, yeah, is that an impact? I'd say that's an impact. I mean, these things are are memorable. Yeah, um, I would say people it's, it's just weird that everybody these. does it, even if they don't even watch the movie. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> it's just a, so ingrained in pop culture that we're just subliminally like doing these things. Yeah. Maybe we were all meant to do it, even if Rocky didn't even do it in the first time. Maybe everybody would have just <laughs> done it. I don't know. I have no Maybe. Idea. <laughs> I like to celebrate I, when I get on top of the stairs. Like, fuck, I finally made it. <laughs> but maybe that's because Rocky did it first. I don't know. It's so weird. By the way, the uh, the statue, and they mentioned, like, Polly mentions briefly that they took down the statue. Yeah. But they didn't really take it down. No. Apparently, they had moved it at this point to outside one of the stadiums in Philadelphia. Um, but eventually, it did come back, and it's now at the base of the steps. Um, so the statue is 100% real. Like, Philadelphia legitimately loves Rocky Balboa, even though he's a completely fictional character. Like, he's pretty much, like, he legitimately is, like, the favorite son of Philadelphia, which is so crazy, but I fucking love it. Because, honestly, like, Rocky Balboa is my favorite boxer of all time, even though he's completely fictional. But it's probably the reason, like, I couldn't ever really get into actual boxing is because these movies, to me, have done it so much better of just telling a story about a guy you can get behind that you just don't get in real life. Yeah. Speaking of real boxing, I, I decided the other day, I don't remember what what I was doing, but I was on YouTube, and uh, for some reason, Mike Tyson stuff came up, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to see some of like Mike Tyson's fights. And it's mm-hmm. so bizarre watching this kind of boxing, you know, Rocky, you know, cinematic <laughs> boxing compared to actual boxing, because I think, uh, the third one, actually, basically all of them, <laughs> basically <laughs> every, every fight that we have seen in the entire franchise would have ended oh, way sooner than it went on. Like as soon as, uh, probably Rocky fell down the second or third time after, uh, Apollo Creed, the ref would have called the fight. Now, I don't know how it was back in the 70s. I, it probably would have gone on. But nowadays, I mean, I was watching. Oh, no, because even in the 80s, Mike Tyson would punch somebody. He would fall down. And if that guy came up and he was kind of stumbling, the ref would call the fight. Damn. Even after ten, even if it was before 10 seconds. If the guy got mm-hmm. up after 10 seconds or before 10 seconds, the ref would kind of check his demeanor and say, all right, you good? And he's like, fine, yeah, I'm fine. And then he kind of like misstep a little bit. The ref would call the fight. Jesus, yeah, they, that's they extreme. They did that so many times, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Because I watched, I think, all thirty-two of Mike Tyson's knockouts, and most of them ended that way. He would just like get up and just like fall, you know, kind of like stumble for a second just to kind of get his catch his balance. The ref would call the fight. I thought they only did that if like you really look bad, like you're just getting pummeled and not even you know blocking or throwing punches back. You just kind of like, look like you're yeah, same dazed. thing. That was some other stuff. I mean, they Mike Tyson would. Sometimes I even let the guy get up, just kind of get him in the corner. They'd call the fight yeah. right there, you know, which makes sense. You're just completely out of it. But, yeah, there was a, a couple of fights where the guy would just get up. He's like, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, no, we're calling it. And the guy's like, no, I'm fine. And like he would catch his demeanor like back right away. It's almost like he sobered up immediately. He's like, no, I'm yeah. fine. But the ref had already called it at that point. It's crazy, dude. That, you should go back and watch extreme. some of the fights. I mean, it's like a five-minute video. I might video. have to. 
But um, did they show the the ear biting fight? No, because he didn't knock out uh, what's his face. Oh, so I had to watch that separately as well because. Uh, <laughs> And then I had to watch a bunch of interviews based on that because I was like, what, why did he do this? And then I found out, according to Mike Tyson, uh, uh, Holyfield would keep headbutting him and the ref never called it. So he was sick of him because every time – you know how you could do the grappling thing? Yeah. So he would do that and then Holyfield would just headbutt him right in the face. And Mike Tyson's like, dude, you you catching this? And the ref never sees it. So then they do it again and grapple him and headbutt him again. And Mike Tyson was just fed up. He's like, I'm done. So the next time they grappled, instead of getting headbutt, Mike Tyson just went around his head and bit him in the air. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can see that. That's 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 a reasonable response to that. <laughs> I always thought Mike Tyson was just a piece of shit, but I mean, he is kind of weird. Oh, man. He's, yeah, he's you got should, a reason. You should see some of his interviews, man. <laughs> if I know he loves pigeons. Uh, Apparently he's got like a bunch of pigeons on his roof that he just raises. If there's anything that you need to watch after this uh, podcast today, it's uh, – I think it's like titled Embarrassing or Uncomfortable Moments with Reporters Interviewing Mike Tyson or something like that. Oh, oh, oh my god. Are they fucking hilarious, dude? Like Mike Tyson has no barrier when he's talking, so he'll just swear on live TV and shit. But there was one interview that he ha- was having with some chick – and he's like, I don't interview. I don't interview with uh, women unless I fornicate with them. So, <laughs> unless, uh, I mean, I'll interview with that guy unless you want to fornicate. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> you need to watch God. it just on that. There's a couple of interviews like, yeah, I'll fornicate with anybody. Like, if any girl wants to come over, I'll fornicate with them. <laughs> it's just, it's so bizarre. <laughs> You got to watch it, man. And that one's pretty short, too. But, yeah, Mike Tyson does not have any barrier when he's talking. He's got no filters. No, not. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, Mike Tyson's pretty funny. But, yeah, it's, it is interesting watching those That's what he should have said this. to Mason Dixon. You want to come fornicate? <laughs> well, I'll fornicate with you. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting seeing the two, like, side by side. You're watching the entire franchise of Rocky, and then you're watching these actual boxing matches. It's like, oh. This is very different. Very, very different. But yeah, a um, lot more blocking. I feel like in real life too. Not just people throwing punches. Very and... true. <laughs> taking it to the dome. Taking it. Yep. Even in the computer animated thing, I like that Rocky didn't even block. No. Nope. <laughs> just taking it to the face. It's like, why is this happening? He plays like I play Mortal Kombat. Just go for it. You don't block. You don't block. <laughs> Which button's block? I don't even remember. Who cares? These <laughs> two make me it. do x-ray. <laughs> By the way, we should mention, um, they, since, as we mentioned last week, they don't really go into the whole brain damage thing in this movie at all. Like how he can fight again, you know, when he had this brain damage. But supposedly, I looked up an interview with Sylvester Stallone, and he said that basically, you know, back in that day, you know, science was different kind of thing. Um, but he and Rocky only got one opinion. He never went to go get a second opinion. And he mostly just kind of quit because Adrian wanted him to quit more so than anything. And really, he just had a bad, like a severe concussion, um, not actual brain damage, which he would have found out if I guess he would have gotten a second opinion, which is all interesting. And I can kind of buy that reasoning. But why not put it in the fucking movie? <laughs> Yep. All you need is a scene with a doctor saying that to him. Like, not just, oh, we're just not going to address that at all. Oh, yeah, very strange. They never address his eye again either, which is no. very strange. <laughs> this movie is just very strange. Yeah. 
they write themselves into a corner sometimes and then just kind of breeze over it. Yep. <laughs> Three, two, seven. Uh, All right. We're on. All right. We're back. Uh, so I guess we just got to do the uh, the best quotes. We're back. <laughs> That's our best. The only thing we got to do left. Um, so we got. What do we got? Oh. When uh, Rocky's talking to you know little Marie, and she's saying you know oh that's my son over there, and he thinks it's the white kid, but it turns out to be the black kid, and she's just like yeah his father was Jamaican, and Rocky's like oh Jamaican yeah he's European. <laughs> yep, I knew this one was going to be in here. You better have the one that I have in my brain that I can't remember the exact <laughs> quote, but hopefully it's in here as well. Oh, uh, I hope it is. We'll see. Uh, when Polly sees you know steps at the restaurant he's just like who's that criminal <laughs> yep that's in the movie I like that yep that was good always with Polly being racist um we talked about it earlier you're gonna prove the last thing to age on a person is their heart <laughs> fart sounds ain't nothing over till it's over that was uh-huh. good <laughs> I like that one uh, if you live in a place long enough, you are that place. This movie's just filled with dumb quotes. <laughs> I like them. They're so good. These are yearbook quotes. If you ever yeah. go back to high school, you got to write these. <laughs> uh, when he's trying to tell off the board, he won't give him his license. He's just like, the older I get in life, the more things I got to leave behind. It's, that's just a sad one. It's, it's so true. And it just gets worse. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna keep going. I'm trying to think of what I've left behind. Hmm. A lot of stuff, actually. <laughs> I can't I know, pogo right? stick like I once could. <laughs> Damn it! I probably well, now's could. your chance. Go 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 get a pogo sticking license from the state the board. board. <laughs> <laughs> I can still do it. <laughs> Look at me. Why don't you give me a chance? It's not how hard they hit me, but it's how hard I could be hit. <laughs> Good thing you mentioned that, because that is, to me, that is the winner of this entire fucking movie, is that whole speech that Rocky gives his son outside of the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, kind of culminating in um, just the part where he says, like, not me, not you, nobody can hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you can hit, about how hard you can get hit. And keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how weird it's done. <laughs> Jesus, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I love that quote. I don't know how it's you so memorized good. that whole quote. Did you have that written down? <laughs> no. Nope. Damn. That's pretty good. I, I love can't, that quote. I memorized so- the ABCs when I was 19. <laughs> I realized the other day that I think I know all of the different uh, little songs in the fingertips song by they might be giants i think i could do them all in order without even listening to it jesus <laughs> so so that's something <laughs> kevin's got a but good yeah. memory i think that's obviously the, the winner of this uh well best. what's the one that duke says i think he says uh, a hilarious one when he's training rocky because it's the whole like right after he's done talking about all of his horrible deficiencies <laughs> You gotta oh. give him the whammy or something. <laughs> We're gonna start. We gotta start building some truth or some uh, hurt bombs, hurting bombs. Yeah, hurting bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought that that's when you would name the episode. Bombs. I said, I was going to text you and say, if you don't name the episode, this is a hurting bomb. I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think I'll have to stick, go with that. Oh, by the way, my other favorite Duke moment is he tries to like, at one point during the fight, like they're you know really getting into it and he jumps over the ropes again, but he just like falls. He, it's not graceful at all. He's so old now that he can't do it as well. And you see him just like lose his balance completely. Jeez, I don't remember that. <laughs> it was fucking great. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> that Duke, he just doesn't let anything hold him down. Not even age. Um, <laughs> it's sad that I think he died before they did Creed. Uh, otherwise, wow. maybe he would have been in there. Oh but, yeah, probably. Yeah, that would have made a lot of sense. But I think he was dead by then, or at least very sick. He is definitely. I know he's dead now. Uh, but man, love that Duke. He's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right well i think that is rocky balboa uh favorite final girl <laughs> i'm gonna go with steps on this one yeah <laughs> it's the only choice <laughs> oh we should mention that rocky finally gets a new dog in i, this know, I was just gonna say that yep <laughs> yep, yep. He's a little punchy <laughs> that's one ugly like... dog yeah he was I like how uh, I was listening to the commentary and Stallone was just kind of saying like, yeah, I kind of like Rocky's choice in dog kind of changes as he goes through life. Like <laughs> they kind of represent him a lot. Whereas, you know, Buckus was big and muscly and beefy, which is how like Rocky felt when he was, you know, that age. But now he's just old and fucking scraggly and shit. And that's the kind of dog he wants now is this old, you know, one who's been through a couple, Punchy. who's been through shit life. <laughs> Yep, that's the so, movie. That was cool. I liked it. <laughs> All right, well, next up. Uh, oh, God, I see a sneeze. <laughs> I sneezed. <laughs> sneeze, guys. Uh, next up, I guess we'll talk about some Weird Al. We got to get back to uh, counting down to the Weird Al original song tournament. Yep. Uh, we have... We've reached the year 1989. Damn it. I thought we were further along. Why couldn't we be further along? <laughs> I know. No, no luck Why can't there. we just make a bracket with all these damn originals? <laughs> no way there's this many. <laughs> there's quite a bit. Uh, this album, I left out some of them because they're not really songs. This is the uh, the UHF soundtrack. Um, like I said, some of the tracks on this were not you know, actually songs where it's just like Gandhi two or like specialist city where it's like, that's not a song. That's a, just a clip from the movie. So I'm leaving that out. Uh, let me be your hog. I'm going to leave that one off because it's only like 10 seconds long. <laughs> it's just a song where like in the movie where his uncle's listening to the radio and there's just like, you hear, let me be your hog. And it's like 10 seconds long. So it's just like, all right, I'm not going to count that as an actual song. Nope. <laughs> skip over that. Uh, so we got five that we're going to look at here. To me, there are two that are solid, you know, completely solid, definite winners. And then the other ones, uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's one that's kind of like maybe depending on your, how you want to look at it. But this, uh, this first one is definitely not uh, anything to write home about. This is kind of like that slime creatures from outer space. Um, it's very similar to that, and then it's kind of an ode to those old, you know, 50s sci-fi movies where shit's just going on, and they write songs about it. Um, 
so this is a song called Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters. Uh, again, it's kind of, you can tell it's already very much like the Slime Creature song. Perfect. <laughs> it's just going to be a, so this one also is very unmemorable and not very, very good. So it's a shorter clip. Thank God. <laughs> Here we go. The president, he's in a panic. The Pentagon, they're in shock. There's a team of research scientists. They got them working around the clock. Now the National Guard is out in my backyard, and the Marines will be coming around. I hope they get these lousy rodents out of my town. Cause the property values are going way down now. Attack of the radioactive hamsters from a planet near Mars. They're back and they're looking for a snack, and they're not that by the Burger Kings or Salad Bars. I hope they're not planning to stay. But who invited them here anyway? Attack of the radioactive hamsters from a planet near Mars. Bill Clinton on the sax there. Probably not. I like that song. I mean, it's fine. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it's also not the best. I like the spooky, <laughs> the spooky synth in there. Yeah, yeah, it's got that definitely that classic sci-fi type feel. Um, next up, we've got the title track and a very, very good and very, very catchy song, UHF. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll give it a shot, even though I think I'm pretty sure you know the song. I do. <laughs> You're probably familiar with it. Uh, here we go. UHF. time I yanked off my knob. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, that's I love that song. That's a very good song. Very uh very catchy. Um very yeah, weird Al. Yep. They play the crap out of that in the UHF movie and and I'm glad because it always makes you happy. Um next up we've got uh, This is the second Weird Al Attempted a blues song. Uh, so we had the Buckingham blues on that first album that was just atrocious. <laughs> this one is a little bit better. 
Uh, this is a song called The Generic Blues. Um, this one, it's kind of, it's got its moments. It's one of those songs where it's like, for every good line, there's a bad line type deal. So oh. it's kind of a trade-off. <laughs> but there are parts of it I like. So at least that's something. Um, I'm going to play a clip here that's got couple different parts of it including the end of the song where they there's a little bit of a, of a chorus uh where he kind of like there's he'll basically be like um maybe i'll blow my brains out mama or maybe i'll just go bowling instead but then at the end he kind of switches it up and goes even more into that part and i really like that part that part's really funny so we're gonna hear a little bit of that part um so here it is the generic blues In the bottom of a sewer I had to eat dirt pods for breakfast My family was so poor My daddy was a waitress My mama sold bathroom tile My brothers and sisters all hated me Cause I was an only child I got the blues so bad Woo! Kinda wish I was dead Rent some shoes and go bowling. Maybe I'll join a league or a tournament, put on a stupid looking shirt and go bowling. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's that. <laughs> um, again, it's got some. Some good parts. I like the part about his brothers and sisters hating him because he was an only child. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some good stuff. But overall, again, not the greatest. Um, next up, we've got a little song called Fun Zone. This is... See, I, I don't know if we can put this in like the tournament. It's a good song, but it's just an instrumental. It's you know, a minute and a half long. This is obviously the song that he kicks off every live show with, uh, but they play this song to kind of intro everybody, get everybody in there, get every, the, the audience hyped up for the show and that kind of shit. This was the song in the UHF movie that uh, was the theme song for Stanley Spadowski's uh, Clubhouse. This is Fun Zone. Here we go. a solid one um it's good instrumental i like that <laughs> piano yeah and then our last one on this cd this is the final track on the cd and this is one of my favorite weird al songs i would say uh i love this song this is kind of the first 
Uh, I would say it's kind of the first attempt at the long song that Weird Al was known to do later on, where he'd end the album with like one big long song. This song was about six and a half minutes long. Uh, this is a song called The Biggest Twine Ball in Minnesota. Uh, it's about taking a family trip, a family vacation to see the biggest twine ball in Minnesota. <laughs> All right. And about what a, what a magical experience it is. And uh, it's just the whole story, and it's just, it's so good. And I love it, and it's a great song. So here it is. Biggest Twine Ball in Minnesota. Well, I had two weeks of vacation time coming After working all year down at Big Roy's Eating and Plumbing So one night when my family and I were gathered round the dinner table I said, kids... If you could go anywhere in this great big world now, where'd you like to go to? They said, Dad, we want to see the biggest bottle of twine in Minnesota. They picked the biggest bottle of twine in Minnesota. So the very next day we loaded up the car with potato skins and pickled wieners, crossword puzzles, Spider-Man comics, and Mama's homemade rhubarb pie. Out of the driveway And the neighbors They all waved goodbye And so began our three-day journey We picked up a guy Holding a sign that said Twine baller bust He smelled real bad And he said his name was Bernie I put in a Slim Whitman tape My wife put on a brand new hairnet Kids were in the backseat Jumping up and down Yelling, are we there yet? And all of us were joined together In one common thought As we rolled down the long and winding Interstate and off 53 to Soda We're gonna see the biggest bottle of twine in Minnesota We're heading for the biggest bottle of twine in Minnesota Cut it there, but God, I love that song. The whole thing is just great. It's uh, basically, like I said, it tells the whole story, and they kind of get there, and Weird Al just sings about how it's the greatest thing he's ever seen in his life, and <laughs> he just starts crying and how beautiful it is, and about like this tells the kids this is what America's all about, <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of start like wondering about like who did this and why, and you know all this stuff, and he basically says that. They're probably going to come come back again next year because it's just the greatest place they've ever been to. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that song. Oh, it's so good. I highly recommend listening to the whole thing. Uh, it's pretty great. We picked up that guy, Bernie, who just like ends up stealing their camera and running away. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty great. So I'm definitely voting for that one to get into the uh, the tournament. All right, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with UHF. Yeah, that to me is a definite. Um, any of the others? Um, I really like that hamster one, <laughs> but I also like the the instrumental one. That one is, that's pretty classic. It's hard for me to put that in the tournament, but it is, I mean, it is still creative to come up with music as well. It doesn't always have to be words, but the crazy thing about it is he still makes it, even though it's an instrumental, he still makes it weird. (laughs) So true. Hmm. 
Well, I don't know. I'm, we can throw it in. I don't know if it'll get very far. It probably won't, but at least it's there. <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. I'm good. I'm good with that. In Minnesota. <laughs> Under a makeshift pagoda. <laughs> it's just nice to see all the things we can rhyme with Minnesota. Which is much <laughs> much harder than I th- or much easier apparently than I thought it was. <laughs> oh shit. Where would Good you like times. to go to? <laughs> oh man. So I thought of something that uh we could try to do on next week's show as well. Okay. Um it's I was listening to this show the other day and they mentioned they were talking about some basketball trade and they called whoever it actually was, they said Steve Perry instead. And it was like they're like, wait, Steve Perry's the guy from Journey. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I wish they traded Steve Perry. I was like, oh, that'd be a good idea. Let's come up with fake trades for musicians. (laughs) Like for just, let's say, like one summer. doesn't have to be now. It could be any year you want. Let's say that you could have the lead singer of one band get traded to another band and tour with them the whole summer. Mm. Who would you like to see? I want to do this right now because we'll definitely something we'll have to think about. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll come up with like you know three or four each, and then we can just do this for every once in a while. I like this. This is neat. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So they kind of go on tour. You get to hear them do some of their classic songs with this new singer. It's gonna figure out who would sound good with who and that kind of thing. Whose vocal style is works with this type of band? Mark Hoppus in every band. <laughs> Mark Hoppus to replace Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah. That would be pretty great. <laughs> I like it. All right, cool. Yeah. That's a deal. Do, uh, do you have any board games you would like to talk about this week other than Millennium Blade? <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. Um, I don't really think so. I don't really have anything that i've played recently i know i've been playing a lot of the wine game like last week with the super bowl uh mm-hmm. the wine game wine making game we played a bunch um sean wine and his step on grapes uh, there is stepping on grapes <laughs> yes oh yeah so it's i guess i could talk about it. i guess i never did um so it's a game called viticulture which is a uh a wine making game in italy and basically what you do in that game is not only do you plant the grapes, but you also have to harvest the grapes. Then you have to step on the grapes. You have to turn them into wine, and then you have to sell that wine. That's the idea of the game. Is It's just that big old engine that you're slowly uh, building throughout the game. And then whoever could basically just earn the most victory points, which is kind of like reputation, I guess, in the game, uh, that's, that's who wins. Um, so... Uh, it's a really interesting game. It's a worker placement game like Lords of Waterdeep where you're placing your workers in certain areas to either maybe you're spending your Mexican people to basically har- or plant the grapes or maybe spending your Mexican people to harvest the grapes. <laughs> Why they always got to be Mexican? <laughs> They're cheap. This game's racist. They're, it's cheap. It's cheap, uh, cheap labor. They're not actually Mexican. They're Italian. <laughs> but yeah, I just uh, painted them brown. Just because all of I them. Can. But yeah, it's uh, it's a really good game. Uh, I don't like it more than Lords of Waterdeep. I still like that game. 
that game more. But out of the worker placement games, which is really sad for me to say, this one beats out Dinosaur Island. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. And it, they both have their place, though. They're definitely different enough. But like out of worker placement games, my number one still Lords of Waterdeep. Just it's simple. It's but yet hard to master kind of thing. Um, and then I would say Viticulture, then Dinosaur Island, then probably like Champions of Midgard, which is like my Viking style dice chucking worker placement, which is a lot of fun <laughs> as well. Um, but I really like worker placement. So, uh, all four of them, I find very, very fun. They all have, they're very different from each other, but, uh, I still like Lords of Waterdeep more, but yeah, the Viticulture I think has taken its spot. Um, unfortunately. Uh, but does Viticulture come with a slap race? Nope, 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 nope. Which I wish it did, because then it would definitely. No, it still wouldn't beat out Lords of Waterdeep, but it's still pretty great. Um, Dinosaur Island is really close, but I just, I, I like Viticulture more, which is really hurtful because I thought Dinosaur Island maybe would have became my favorite game eventually, but it's not. There's a couple flaws with that expansion that just really pissed me off. <laughs> That just Can't you just me. take the expansion out and play the regular game? Yeah, uh, you could, um, which just lessens the game. Uh, it, it just makes it too basic then at that point. The expansion does oh. uh, enhance a lot of really cool things, but then there's just some like weird balancing issues that they did with these water dinosaurs that just piss me off. Oh, and nobody yeah. buys them. Nobody buys them. I've played the game probably about five times now with the water dinosaur, and nobody's bought a single one because it's just <laughs> not worth it. It's not I'm worth it to totally buy. Totally gonna buy one when we play. Yep, I know, I, and I know you will, and I hope you do because then I can finally say finally. <laughs> but yeah. I hope I win. But nobody ever buys them. But I like it still. I really like Dinosaur Island because I like building the park. That's fun for me. I like actually making. Can dinosaurs. you combine the two and like have your dinosaurs crush your grapes? make them work in the uh there is there's a transitional expansion that came out for the two of them that came out to where dinosaurs can actually crush grapes yes (laughs) transitional transitional like trans like like the the lmno pqt uh era (laughs) or people is that is that racist (laughs) if i call them people (laughs) Yep, that's that's so offensive. You're committing hate speech, and I won't stand for it. We were saying the other day, or yesterday, um, one of the texts were like, oh, I'm going to go home and make a snowman. And then the other guy said, it's no person. You have to be equal. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> it's a snowman. <laughs> it's a man. I'm going to put a giant snow dick on it, just so you know. I tell you the story where <laughs> I did that at work one time. I built a giant snow dick and a giant <laughs> snowman. That's awesome. Were they together, or you just made a giant snow dick separately from the man? Well, so when I was working at Lexington Steel, um, we had a huge snowfall there. And uh, I went to the back of the building and made this huge snow dick. I mean, it was huge. (laughs) Biggest balls ever. So I made that, but it was in the back. And then I was like, well, I'm going to make a snowman. And I put it in the front. I got in trouble for both. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're like, why aren't you working? Why are you building snow snowman and snow dicks good point. rather than working and i said there wasn't a lot of work because the trucks weren't coming in because of the snow so i just you know decided to make a snowman and they're like oh all right i got away with murder <laughs> there i probably could have killed a man and probably go to gotten away with it um, <laughs> buried him in the snow dick but like one of the things that i would do at that job uh was make uh comics 
and I put the snow. <laughs> I made a. Uh, I made this comic that where uh, the snowman was disappointed that he didn't have a snow dick, and then the snowman and snow dick did eventually come together and make snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to make a snow woman with this weird snow vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I did that. I gotta see if I can find this comic. But yeah, she had a giant snow vagina. And then uh they made snow kids. Uh man, that was a disturbing comic. It was a cool comic though. So like the com- like I said, I worked for a place called Lexington Steel and the comic was called Dyslexington. Oh, that's awesome. Um but yeah, it was I would try to come up with one every single week based on whatever was going on during that week but yeah you should bring this back for new co2 i know right i should but yeah new co2 it was weird because like most of the time it was just uh different what are those comic squares called each like hmm each square uh, panel panel yeah thank you so each panel was basically just a different person it wasn't like a not all the time sometimes i would do a, like an actual story uh like mm-hmm. the snowman and the snowwoman but um Sometimes, most of the time, I would just do different panels, like of each person, because there's so many people working at Lexington Steel on second shift. So each panel was a different person of something that happened to them during that week, or something that was weird, or just me making fun of them. Uh, <laughs> and I always had myself in there. I never, I never excluded myself. So I'd make fun of myself as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was such a weird. Co- I gotta see if I can find some of that. Um, yeah, because those were funny, man. So one specifically was still my pride my pride and joy every time I read that one because it was uh it was this one guy he was our uh our second uh second shift lead his name was Aldo and uh he would always hang around with this one guy named Miguel the two of them were just like really good friends working there and I would make oh man I ripped on those two all like a son of a bitch <laughs> oh my god and everybody loved it man like that that was everybody's favorite comic was that that specific one did they see this one? Oh, yeah, they saw it. Yeah. He, Aldo, Aldo started like trying to like draw pictures to make fun of me and stuff like that, too. But they, nothing can compare to those, that comic, man. Like that one, everybody was laughing their ass off on. I don't know if it would make a lot of sense to like other people. It was just a lot of inside jokes, but man, it, <laughs> it was gold, man. It was serious gold. Some of them were really weird. Um, most of the time it was just really weird. Like there was one time where like, one guy found out his wife got pregnant and he's like, I'm shitting in my pants. And then he would go into the next panel and then like his pants would keep getting bigger and bigger because he just kept <laughs> shitting in them. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm shitting in my pants. Um, but yeah, each panel, his pants would just get overloaded with shit and everybody just said, you smelled really bad. I gotta see if I could try to find some of them because I, I'm trying to remember half of them. Oh God, I need to see this. It's pretty funny, man. Man, it's back in the day. It's just a weird guy. Weird kid making weird comics. Oh, you can bring back the comic book industry. Yeah. It's failing on its own, but we'll we'll from the ashes, it'll be reborn. This <laughs> Dyslexington. <laughs> it was weird, New too. Hit. Because, I mean, I tried to, like, even uh, back in the day, like, when I was doing the comic, uh, my it's like my whole life was just, like, wrapped around Lexington because I worked so much there. I only made, like, $11 an hour, so it's just like I had to work a bunch so I could make a, a living. Um, 
but even and, like a lot of the songs from like the freak show when I was doing like sights and sounds had to do with yeah. some of the people there. And it got to the point to where I almost did an entire album called Dyslexington just to do each one was going to be somebody else. Um, oh, that's awesome. But then shortly after uh, I finished up the freak show, uh, that's when I joined the army. Yeah. So. <laughs> no more Dyslexington. Nope. No. Nope. Final issue. I know. I don't know if I ever did a final <laughs> issue. I got to see if I can find them. They're somewhere. I don't know if I have all of them still. I'm pretty sure I have the Snowman one still somewhere. And yes. the Aldo and Miguel one somewhere. I'm hoping I have the dude. Because everybody thought, because I came off that, I came off the, uh, it was like I, I, I stomped out my own fire. Because what, I had to follow myself after the Aldo and Miguel one. Because that one was so damn funny. And then I followed it with uh, that one guy. His name's Kevin as well. Um, Kevin, uh, finding out that his girlfriend or fiance was pregnant and with the shitting one and everybody's like, oh, that one wasn't as funny. And it's just like, I try, I, you can't, you can't make them all gold. <laughs> Cause it was like, it was like, I was slowly built up to the Aldo and Miguel one. And then it was just like, that was it. That was the funniest one. And then I started with the whole, he's shitting his pants and, uh, everybody's like, oh, that one wasn't as good. It's like, well, I can't make them all great. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. the best I can. I'm supposed to be working. <laughs> <a> tight schedule. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing a job. Jesus. But yeah, it was great because I would use the company paper and then I would go make copies <laughs> in, uh, in the office. And then I would just hand them out to people and they're like, oh, thanks. It was like, I'm handing out a newspaper too. And everybody's like, oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they'd read it and they'd come out to me usually during lunch and say, Oh, that one was good or oh that one was alright. It's such a weird it's such a weird place, man. I only worked there for a year and a half and I probably have more memories there than I do anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, just because you're there twenty four seven, I guess that's gonna happen. Man, I'm telling you, like that place I just got out of control. That was the place where I almost started the whole building on fire. I almost committed <laughs> arson, dude. Oh man, me and this one guy. Whew. It was also the place where I probably hurt myself the most. Oh, no, that's a lie. I've hurt myself on a lot of jobs. <laughs> but this place, I hurt myself a lot. Um, uh, there was the time where I was trying to get the marble out of a spray can. Did I tell you that story before? How have I not told you? It familiar. So many great stories from this place. So I was trying to get a marble out of a spray can. I didn't know what it was because I was still young <laughs> at the time, so I didn't know. I just remember hearing the rattling. So I was like, I got to get that marble out. So, um, or get that thing out. So I didn't know how to get it out. So I started throwing it at the ground to try to puncture it. And this one guy's like, no, man, you got to throw it at the curb. And he pick, takes it out of my hand and whips it at the curb, punctures it, and it shoots right at my face. And it cut oh, my shit. eyebrow. And I started bleeding all over the place. And I was like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? And I didn't know what to do because, like, apparently if you cut your eyebrow, just like in the boxing movies, a great segue, a little, um, you just start bleeding like crazy. And that's what was happening. Like, there was blood just rushing down my face. It wasn't like a, a horrible cut, but it just it didn't stop. So uh, I'm bleeding everywhere. We had to go to my manager at the time. And they're like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I was walking outside and I fell because I can't tell them that I was trying to get a marble out of a spray can. I would have gotten fired. <laughs> So I was like, I was walking outside and I fell right next to the curb and I hit my head. And he's like, what were you doing outside? I was like, I was just trying to get some air. And uh, <laughs> so stupid. This, it's so stupid. But yeah, so they had to like butterfly stitch my eyebrow together. I still have a small scar there today. I can feel it right oh, now. Oh, shit. But yeah, uh, I cut my eyebrow, tried to get a marble out of a spray can. Um, <laughs> I stuck. I, the crazy thing is I remember most of these because I still have my old Motorola Razor phone. Yeah. And I took a lot of video of the dumb shit that we did or was about to do. Uh, like I, I was never shot by a, a paintball gun before. And my 
one of the guys there, his name's Crawley, he played paintball as like a sport or a hobby or something. So like he said, yeah, I'll, I'll bring in my uh, paintball gun and I'll shoot you. I was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to make it look good. So just shoot me as many times as you possibly can and I'll capture it on video. Never again will I ever want to do that again. <laughs> I was just in a sweatshirt and he shot me once in the throat and then like my whole body was just completely welted up. Uh, but we got all that on uh, my phone. I still had the phone. I got it. Oh, there was a time because this you is also, keep that for evidence. Yeah, this <laughs> is also the time where uh, I got into my accident and I lost my my driver's license for a year and a half. So I had to ride my bike back and forth to work for a year and a half. And uh, I got this bike and we wrapped it up in toilet paper and then put like an oil on it, like a flammable oil. And this is where the term for our our place was called Ghost Rider. So I would. <laughs> I, we wrapped my whole bike in toilet paper in this oil, and then I put my hood over my head and wrapped my head in toilet paper, and then we lit all of this on fire. Oh, my God. I'll tell you right now, when you wrap your head in toilet paper and light it on fire, it's hot. Yeah. Why would you do that? Because I was Ghost Rider. So I tried to ride the bike. It was How on did fire. You not get burned. Oh, dude! I thought I lost my eyebrow because the toilet paper wrapped around <laughs> my head after it burnt away, and it hit me right in the face. And I like freaked out, and I pushed the bike that was also on fire that was like burning my dick off. Um, I pushed <laughs> the bike, and I just let it go. I have that video too. I'll show you that when you guys come in. Oh my god! Um, I'm telling you, there's so many great memories from this place. I was only there for a good old <laughs> fashioned year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I stuck my hand. I know. I stuck my hand in a bucket of tar. Uh, Note to self: the only thing that apparently removes tar from flesh is gasoline. Soap doesn't do it. Grandpa would have been all over that. Yep. Apparently, he just washed his hands normally in gasoline. Disinfects everything, including tar. Um, But yeah, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get that shit off my hand. It was tar, or the gasoline was the only thing that did it. Um, I was usually the guy who kind of like my job now. I'm usually the guy oh, who home used... alone makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so many crazy memories, man. So many damn crazy memories from that place. There's one guy who's like, Oh, I could beat you in a race anytime. And I was like, no, you can't. I'm faster than you are. He's <laughs> like, no, I'm fast. And he was 30 at the time. And I was 18 or 19. One of those two. Okay. And he's like, Oh, I could beat you. I was like, okay. It was that same guy, Kevin, who was shitting his pants when he found out he was having a kid. And, uh, <laughs> So he's like, I'll race you with my steel boat and the steel toe boots on and I'll still beat you. I was like, I don't think you will, man. So we started at one end of the bay and we uh, we raced. I fucking smoked him. I smoked his ass. <laughs> he had no chance. He's like, man, you're really fast. And I was like, I told you, I'll beat you. Um, yeah, this, I could go on was forever. Like, was he even like in good shape at all? Like, did he... I don't know. I, I mean, he was <laughs> tall and lanky, so maybe he just thought he still had it in him, kind of like Rocky oh. did, but yeah. he didn't have the heart. <laughs> I had the heart. <laughs> you had the eye. The eye of the tiger. Uh, I did have the eye of the tiger. But, yeah, there was uh, so many crazy things, man. <laughs> and the head of a burn victim. <laughs> yep. It's surprising that I've made it out of that place a lot. Because I did the Ghost Rider thing twice. The first time I only did the bike. Jesus. The second time I did the bike and the head. The first, But when I did the bike, I think I had both of them on my phone. But when I did the bike by itself, I tried to ride it, man. But it's just so – I mean this is going to sound stupid, but yeah. it's just so hot. <laughs> it's really hot. <laughs> it's unbelievably hot. Uh, <laughs> 
probably not what you want to be doing when this is your only means of transportation. Just setting my bike on fire. Light it on fire. <laughs> True. It's surprising that it didn't like pop the tires at all, but it never did. I don't think I wrapped it around the tires. It was just around the frame. Um, it was around the frame and the the handlebars, not the part where you hold on to, but like the front of it where you'd sit down if you were a passenger. Um, to like burn through the fucking cords for the hand it breaks and shit no because it wasn't like it was on fire for a long time so it wasn't like it was just a smoldering burn because it's just toilet paper it's just like once the toilet paper burnt up then it was just like nothing left except for the metal it's not going to burn through the metal <laughs> but um it did smell really bad because we put that oil on there too mm-hmm. um so that made it smell uh but yeah we did that um man so many crazy <laughs> memories i'm glad that we went from talking about grapes so talking about how I <laughs> lit my head on fire. Yep. This took a turn. <laughs> I'm talking, I would try to do like weird jackass stunts. And I would only do it and I'd be only okay with it as long as we would get it on film. Because <laughs> I'd want to watch it too. Oh, yeah. Because that's the only thing that made sense. I mean, I I used to d- kind of do it when I was in the military is do stupid stuff. And then as long as we got it on film. But then as I got older, it's just like I just did stupid stuff. <laughs> I didn't care if anybody filmed it anymore. Or just horrible things that just happened to me and nobody filmed it and now it's just a memory for everybody to have. And just a bad one for me to remember. Yep. Just racking them up. Yep. But yeah, Lexington Steel, man. That place. Yeah, I'll see if we can find the comics and try to uh, take a picture and I'll send them to you. Yeah. They're pretty buck wild. But, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> I need to see these. Yeah, they're pretty weird. You gotta I used remember. I love making my own little comics. That was so much fun back in the day. Yeah, I never really got into comics, but apparently I I did like drawing at that age. So mm-hmm. that's probably what happened. And I would try to like imitate them. Like I was always more detailed than everybody else because like at the time I had kind of like a goatee thing kind of going on or something like that. And like I would just like scribble people to give them like the characteristics that everybody remembers. Like this one guy always wore a hat sideways or this dude was a really <laughs> fat guy or this dude always had one lazy eye. With me, it's just like I had the mustache and I had my ears pierced and like a tattoos and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to make sure I get all that in there. <laughs> Look at this huge bulge I gave myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically all that stuff. But yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I got to find them. They're, they're funny. At least I thought oh, they were funny. All right. Well, I think that's enough of that weird talk. <laughs> I can go on and on and on. We don't want that. Nobody wants that. No one's asking for that in their lives. Oh, shit. All right. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's probably about it. Uh, We'll try to, uh, of course, try to record next weekend. Uh, Just lately, this is very, very difficult because especially with the snowstorm that's happening, that means we're behind a lot of work now. Because nobody went in today. There'll probably be nobody going in tomorrow. And if next week it snows like this again... Nobody's going in next week, which means we'll be behind. So that means I'll probably be working even harder on the weekends, which is always oh, just no. a ton of fun. Uh, yeah. So I'll try to do my best. It's just it's it's getting rough. It's really rough. But hopefully <laughs> it'll all start to level out soon. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we've got to figure out what we're going to do because I think I looked up when Creed 2 comes out in DVD, and it's not till like March 2nd or something like that. Yeah, and like, that uh-oh. and that <laughs> and that all is dependent on if it even gets to Amazon because Megan was even telling me she's like, oh, you should watch The Greatest Showman, and I haven't seen it yet, but it, you can't rent it off Amazon yet. Really? Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? I tried looking for it everywhere, and I, was, I cannot find it to rent. You could buy it. You could buy the <laughs> HD version, DVD version, and Blu-ray. 
But they won't rent it? That's yeah, weird. I, I mean, I didn't see it, and I checked three it's, different, like, things. Oh, it's not even uh, available other places? Well, I'm sure it's That's... available on Redbox. I'm sure it's available, but on Amazon, I couldn't find it. You can't rent it on, like, YouTube or Vudu or whatever all those crazy ones are? I'm not going to rent anything from YouTube. I've done that. <laughs> uh, the greatest showman. I'm only going to rent stuff off of Amazon. Oh. Well, then I guess that narrows your options a little bit. Well, I'm just shocked that it it you can't rent it. Yeah, it just has Prime Video, which I don't know what that is, but I'm not paying $20. And then no. there's Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. Shit. Um, same thing with this one. And then it just has the soundtrack. That's with HBO. Start your seven-day free trial. Oh, I bet that's what it is. <laughs> it's on HBO, and Amazon's probably having a hell of a time trying to pull it onto them. Oh, yeah, that's probably why. Let's see. Let's see if Creed is on there. Oh, yeah. I could watch at least the first Creed. Yay! That's rent. <laughs> Let's uh, figure out what we're going to do about Creed 2. <laughs> we may have to wait. Yeah, we might have to. We'll see. Oh, it looks like Dolph Lundgren's in there. Or Lundgren's mm. in there. You just spoiled it for yourself. Oh, we should talk about what do you think happens in Creed. I already told you. He trains Apollo <laughs> Creed's uh, son. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then after he does that, he obviously starts a circus, just like him and Mick wanted from the very beginning. <laughs> and th- Hugh Jackman's the leader of the circus. Yep. And that's the prequel to The, uh, <laughs> the Greatest Showman. Uh, Rocky becomes one of the elephants. <laughs> As one does. You guys got a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, hopefully you're calculating in your head what franchise you want to do next. <laughs> I have calculated. Yeah, I know. I have calculated. Um, it's between two. I'm still trying to figure out which one I want to watch, but I'll let you know when I figure it out. It's one that Can I've seen. Two of them are? No. Um, there's Damn. one that I haven't seen yet. Okay. But you, I think you've seen. Okay. And then there's one that I have seen, and I think you've probably seen as well. So, uh-huh. But I kind of want to do the ones that I haven't seen, but then that means i got to get a, rent a whole bunch of goddamn movies. <laughs> yep. But we'll see. Mm, I'm intrigued. As you should be. One's a horror horror uh, franchise. What? Both of them kind of. <laughs> both of them kind of are. One of them definitely for for factual. For factual <laughs> for times. But I don't know if you've seen all of the one. Mm. But mm. I know that I'm pretty sure you've seen all of the other one. Okay. So. We'll see. Should I just tell you what they are, Kevin? I feel yeah. like I should probably just tell you. All right. <laughs> tell well, me. One of them is the Aliens series. I haven't Woo. seen it. So I kind of want to see them just because everybody talks about it. That um, was going to be my next pick when it was my turn again anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe we do the second one because I don't think you've seen all the other ones. You may have seen them, but I don't think you have. But. Hmm. But because I bashed Rocky so hard, I kind of need it from you now. And I was thinking probably doing or possibly doing paranormal activity. 
<laughs> all the way through. All right. <laughs> there will be shit. Shit all over these walls, right? <laughs> well, that's what I'm kind of hoping for because, I mean, I'm not trying to bash on your your like beloved series, but to me, that well, I've already explained it. But then I felt like, well, I feel like to be fair, I think Paranormal Activity <laughs> would be a really good one to do because I enjoy those movies. Some of them less than others for sure, but uh, there's not too many of them, and it would be kind of fun to go through because I again, I don't know if you've seen them all, but at least we can. I've seen one and a half. I bailed on the second one because I was so bored. So I guess now I'll be forced to actually go through the whole thing. I think it would be fun. <laughs> I think it would be fun to not only just bash on them, because I'll probably bash on them too. I still enjoy them a lot, but it'd be kind of fun to talk about <laughs> talk about them and all the crazy shit that happens in them. But if you're down Enough. to clown with that, I'm down to clown. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know if you have them all, though. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check in the library. No. <laughs> I'll find a way. <laughs> All right, cool. Because I'll, I'll probably see if I could try to find like the collection of aliens while this is happening. So maybe yeah, I could just get, get one giant bundle. I don't know if I want to include <laughs> Predator in that. I think I just want to yeah. do aliens. I don't know if she those. those are not supposed to be canon with the alien movies or the predator movies <laughs> yeah so i think i want to so, just do aliens all of those including the new like or whatever those are the covenant and yeah prometheus and yeah, covenant probably just do those so i'll probably just scoop those up and then we'll do that as the next series but i really like doing the series even though i may not like the rocky movies all in separately it's still fun to do and talk about so it's my favorite it thing that we have done on this show so far i mean the brackets are probably my second favorite but it's yeah, easily my first favorite. Great. So. It is. It's very cool to see. I will say for the Rocky movies, it definitely is cool to see him playing the same character for like 40 fucking years. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool to see that happen. Just the evolution over all these decades. That's that's pretty cool. It's yeah. kind of a rare thing that you don't see a lot in many franchises. Very true. I'll just restart my podcast over and we'll just do straight movies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's what the original Jankster Force. All right. Well, all righty, everybody. Well, this has been another amazing uh, original Janksters episode. I'm Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And as always, remember to flip that tip and have a great rest of your full-blown, hopefully warm weekend. And thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. This is me signing off. Goodbye. <laughs> Everything.